The following program is presented by the National Committee on United States-China Relations, www.ncuscr.org. Your Excellency Vice Premier Liu Yandong, distinguished guests, I didn't expect that in such a large country of the United States, in the world-famous cultural institutes, the Carnegie Hall, this room that we're holding this symposium is not so large. We are having this symposium in a small room because we have very close friendship and relationship with the United States. Yes, indeed, this facility is more is better for our communication. Vice Premier Liu Yandong arrived in the United States on November 17th, and she visited Chicago, Washington D.C., and New York. And she has had intensive exchanges with the American side, and attended the. Reception held by the mayor of Chicago and the university president from Taipei of China and the United States. She has met with the mayor of Chicago, and in Washington D.C., she met with Vice President Biden and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, as well as many important congressmen of the United States. She has also delivered an important speech at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Yesterday, she has attended the fourth meeting of the China-U.S. high-level consultation on people-to-people exchange closing session, and reached important agreement on people-to-people exchange. Cultural exchange is an important part of the people-to-people exchange, as the. Top-ranking leader in charge of culture, she has been cared for a lot. The cultural exchanges between China and the United States. She's very busy, but she has still spent some time for today's symposium. I hope that you can make good use of this opportunity, speak up your mind, and contribute your ideas to the sustained development and progress of our cultural exchanges. I'm very sorry, because we have many very important representatives today, but. In the interest of time, I hope you can be brief and concise, so that more people will be able to speak. Now, first of all, I would like to invite our host, Mr. Orlins, President of the National Committee on U.S.-China Relations. Please. So I just want to welcome、uh, Vice Premier Liu. I want to、uh, thank her office. I want to thank my friends from the Ministry of Culture. And the Consulate General of the People's Republic of China in New York, Ambassador Sun, for allowing us to co-host this event today. It's really a, a great honor, and I want to welcome all of you here. I saw Vice Premier Liu yesterday in、uh, in Washington, and I know she's had an extraordinarily productive trip in Chicago, in Washington, and I'm sure she's going to have a great productive trip when she's in the world capital of culture, New York. The National Committee was at the forefront of people-to-people exchanges between our two countries. In 1972, we hosted the first ever visit of a delegation from the People's Republic of China when we brought the Chinese ping pong team to the United States. That historic visit was very successful, and later that year, China asked us to host the Shenyang Acrobats. The first performing arts troupe ever to visit the United States, and in 1973, we assisted the Philadelphia Orchestra in its path-breaking tour of China. And this year, they're celebrating their 40th anniversary of that. For the next seven years, until normalization in 1979, the National Committee was the only American organization administering exchanges. With the People's Republic in the area of culture, athletics, media, civil society, and government. After normalization, other organizations and institutions became more involved in exchanges, and the ranges of topics that we could discuss through people-to-people exchanges expanded. So did our work. By the end of this year, the National Committee will have run over. 800 exchanges involving over 12,000 people. We've become less active in the cultural area, partly because others more specialized in and knowledgeable about this area 
like those of you in this room, have taken on that work and made even greater advances. We've come a long way since ping pong diplomacy in 1972. It is because of leaders like you around the United States and China engage in cultural and other exchanges that the people of our two countries will learn to better understand, respect, and trust one another. Together, we will strengthen the foundation of the most important bilateral relationship of the 21st century and work together to build the new great power relationship. Thank you, everyone. 下面呢，就欢迎各位发言。那么发言之前呢，请大家介绍一下自己的单位和姓名。谢谢。It's an honor to be here. My name is Craig Hamilton. I am、uh, the vice president for global initiatives and government relations with the Philadelphia Orchestra. And it was amazing to hear Steve that you have done over 800 exchanges, and to know that the Philadelphia Orchestra. Was among the first. In fact, I believe number three, according to what you just said. We are celebrating the 40th anniversary in 2013 of that historic occasion when Maestro Ormandy brought the Philadelphians, at the request of President Nixon, to China. We had terrific concerts in Beijing and Shanghai. In the last several years, the Philadelphia Orchestra. Has made a very conscious commitment to honor the loyalty and the heritage and the legacy that we have with the people of China through what is not just a touring program but a residency program in which we go into each community where we perform and work with the children at migrant workers' schools. We go into hospitals. We are. We will surprise citizens with pop-up concerts. Uh, in the different cities, and we will work with musicians, some of the most fantastic musicians in the world in China. We will work with them so that we can help cities like Changsha, where I had the pleasure to be, and Guiyuan develop their own symphony orchestras. So it's a pleasure to be here. I, I should mention that Ambassador Nicholas Platt, who at the time oversaw the mission for the Philadelphia Orchestra in 1973. Uh, has been a guiding force for the renewed commitment between the Philadelphia Orchestra and the people of China. I'll say one last thing. I think our musicians also understood people-to-people exchange. I have photos of them during a break from rehearsal, of them learning how to play ping pong, and the musicians showing the people that were at the rehearsal how to play frisbee. <laughs> So I, that, I think in, that in itself, in the early days, showed the the effect of what that could do. Thank you. Shay Shay, good morning. On behalf of Governor Cuomo and the Council's Chair Ab Rosen, I humbly welcome Vice Premier Liu to New York State and sincerely thank the Chinese government for including the New York State Council on the Arts in this important cultural exchange and cooperation event. Although the governor could not attend today's event, he has written a welcome letter to the vice premier on behalf of the citizens of New York State. We in New York State have great reason to be very excited about this bold initiative. New York State is a popular destination for visitors from China, and is also home to more than 627,000 residents of Chinese descent in the state. Those groups, as well as the state's other citizens and visitors, and its many thousands of arts and cultural organizations, will benefit from arts, cultural, and heritage events and programs, which strengthen Sino-American relations and foster cultural exchange. The Arts Council is proud and honored to have a long history of productive meetings with visiting delegations of Chinese government officials, arts administrators, and very importantly. Artists, we hope we may continue in this role and deepen and expand these delegations' interactions with the large networks of arts organizations in New York State. We have much to share, and we have much to learn. The New York State arts community has wide and strong shoulders, and is able and willing to carry 
and share the work of promoting and supporting strong Sino-American relations. We, like the Chinese government, have deep respect and interest in the significant value of the educational, economic, recreational, and community development benefits the arts and culture bring to the daily lives of our citizens and to our countries as a whole. Again, we thank you for the opportunity to participate in this milestone event. Now I would like to give the floor to another host, that is Mr. Gillison from Carnegie Hall. Welcome everybody here for this really important initiative and also to congratulate you on your, your great taste in choosing Carnegie Hall for, your, <laughs> um, for the event. Um, in terms of Sino-American cultural exchange, Carnegie Hall has been very involved in this. We had a huge China festival in 2009, Ancient Paths, Modern Voices, where we really looked both at the traditional culture of China but also contemporary culture as well. And we feel that in that way China is very much like Carnegie Hall. We build on our roots and, and we have such extraordinary roots, as do you as well. Um, the other major project we'll be involved with is we created last year at Carnegie Hall the National Youth Orchestra of America <clears throat> for the finest young American musicians in the country. And we will be visiting China in 2015 with the orchestra. And we very much look forward to that exchange. And, and what is very important not only is, is to bring this youth orchestra around the world, country by country, but also to make sure that the young people work together with young people in all the countries we visit and that there's a real sharing of knowledge and understanding. So we look forward to many, many more developments between Carnegie Hall and China and, and to being part of this important project. And thank you for having us here. Thank you very much. Now I'd like to invite Madam Shiran. I want to join others in welcoming you to the United States. I've now been to a number of your events, and I will say that I think your visit really has been an elegant and logical follow-on to the goodwill generated at the Sunnyland Summit. The Shirt Sleeve Summit, where the presidents met and really demonstrated the kind of goodwill and fabric of understanding that's important as the world really looks to the U.S. and China to develop a meaningful and deep and understanding relationship, despite our differences and despite our different philosophies and approaches. And I think your visit has really generated goodwill uh, throughout the United States. I was very struck yesterday when you said that China has to create 12 million new jobs a year. You have 12 million new workers every year. By my count, that's more than 35,000 new jobs a day. And it just shows the enormity of the task of the rise of China into the world and the rise of your economy. And I will just say that I think all of us here understand that if we don't have a fabric of understanding built through the arts and culture and education and leadership programs, that that will be a rocky road forward. But we really feel this can lay the bedrock of understanding. Uh, 30 years ago, a young woman participated in an Asia Society program. It was yourself. When you were vice president, I think, of the Youth Federation of China. And I think you really saw uh, the DNA of Asia Society, which was created by John D. Rockefeller III, with the vision in 1947 that the world would one day rely on America's understanding of Asia and Asia's understanding of America. And I feel that day has really come. And so I just want to highlight just quickly three uh, things. One is uh, I was there at the launch of the first Confucian Center in the United States that you uh, cut the ribbon on a couple days ago. Asia Society now reaches over 40,000 American students with Mandarin language education. It's the biggest program in the United States. But more importantly, we connect those students to students in China, and we've seen how language can be a bridge of understanding. Um, you also participated in our launch of the U.S.-China Cultural Forum with Meryl Streep and Yo-Yo Ma, and we, that has now built into really a very important bridge between cultural institutions, and we thank you for your participation and support to that. And then two weeks ago, we... Uh, 
we held our annual U.S.-China Film Summit in Hollywood. Uh, in my trade days, when I was Deputy U.S. Trade Representative handling China, I opened the negotiations for the exchange of film between Hollywood, and the ambassador remembers those days, um, between Hollywood and the U.S., and to see the flow of films now uh, in just 10 years is really showing how deep this relationship is going. So I join with others, and I, I, I really just applaud Steve's comment in just recognizing the breadth of activities now that really connect our countries, and for your leadership, connecting it right to the top of the leadership of China and the United States. So I think you've had a very successful visit, and we welcome your, your presence here. Thank you very much. Now I would like to uh, give the floor to Mr. Campbell from the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I'm Tom Campbell, director at the Metropolitan Museum, and I'm delighted to be part of this conversation about cooperation between China and the U.S. Since its founding, the Metropolitan Museum has enshrined education for the public as fundamental to its purpose, and over the span of nearly a century and a half, the Met has grown into the largest truly encyclopedic museum in the world. It is the largest tourist attraction in New York and welcomed more than six million visitors last year. And I'm happy to say that Chinese tourists are our fastest growing audience. The first Chinese objects to enter the Met's collection were a large group of Qing Dynasty porcelains in 1879. But the real impetus for creating a comprehensive collection came later in the 20th century. During the 1970s and 80s, our Department of Asian Art aggressively built one of the most important collections of Chinese painting, Japanese art, and Southeast Asian art in the world. The collection of Chinese paintings in particular benefited from the expertise of leading scholars, and the museum has been able to form a collection that meets the highest standards of traditional Chinese connoisseurship as exemplified by the 29 works of art that we proudly lent to the Shanghai Museum last year to help celebrate its 60th anniversary. What this collection demonstrates is the power of art as ambassador. At the Met, Chinese art is displayed at the same level of quality as other great civilizations across the globe, allowing for comparison between time periods and cultures. Our series of major exhibitions of Chinese art since the 1980s, beginning with the Great Bronze Age of China, has exposed hundreds of thousands of visitors to Chinese traditions and achievements and has served to inspire a generation of scholars of Chinese art. And our exhibitions, I must emphasize, are not picture book exhibitions. They represent years of serious scholarship that is captured in major publications, discussed in scholarly symposia, and infused into a broad range of public programs. While the Met borrows from Chinese institutions to organize these exhibitions, we also aim to introduce Western art to Chinese audiences. Last February, we sent to the National Museum of China in Beijing a landmark exhibition of masterpieces of European art from the Metropolitan Museum, a broad overview of works of art from across our collections. Many Chinese museum directors have also been exposed to the Met through the training program that was established at the museum in 2001 through the support of the Mellon Foundation. Since that time, 19 directors and senior administrators have benefited from working alongside our staff at the museum, sharing ideas and sharing experience. We believe deeply in the sort of peer-to-peer -peer collaboration and look forward to the ongoing opportunity to exchange ideas with our Chinese counterparts as exemplified in today's discussions. And on a personal note, I'd say I myself have visited China four times in the last five years in pursuit of these goals, 
Welcome and thank you. Thank you very much. In order to give us a sense of dialogue, we now would like to give the floor to a Chinese colleague, Your Excellency Vice Premier Liu Yandong. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. I am from China Arts and Entertainment Group. My name is Zhang Yu. It gives me great pleasure to come to Carnegie Hall and attend today's seminar. And we know that with the uh, witness of Vice Premier Liu and all the distinguished guests, we will have a signing of memorandum on establishing a joint venture, China American Global Entertainment, INC. And I remember that decades ago, there were two famous cultural groups cooperated with each other across the broad Pacific Ocean. And that was the first China-U.S. exchange on performing arts since the founding of the People's Republic of China. And the uh, Chinese side was the former Institute of China Arts and Entertainment Group. Our archives still record the exchanges between the Chinese and American Cultural Institute at the time. And today, this new joint venture will be a natural outgrowth of 40 years of cultural exchanges and cooperation between China and the United States. Performing arts on stage is the best way of face-to-face -face interaction between artists of various countries and audiences of various nations. Since the beginning of this year, there have been 132 performances jointly staged by China and the United States, bringing together about 4,900 artists from both countries. We want to thank IMG artists, Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, Simosnania Center, and uh, Netherlands Worldwide Entertainment, and hundreds of uh, American cultural institutes, artists, for their successful cooperation with us over the past 40 years and more. We believe that the vibrant growth of such cultural exchanges will help to strengthen friendship between our two countries and two peoples and deliver greater benefits to our two peoples. Thank you. I want to thank Mr. Zhang Yu. And now I would like to... Uh, give the floor to Mr. Polisi, President of Juilliard School. Madam Vice Premier and your delegation, we're enormously honored to see you here in New York City. Juilliard's a 108-year-old institution that currently educates an international student body in dance, drama, and music. And in recent years, we've become very proactive in reaching beyond our New York campus to engage in substantive ways with new students, performers, and audiences around the globe. And in doing so, China has been our earliest and most important priority. Chinese students, faculty, and alumni contribute greatly to the academic, artistic, and cultural life of our school. Students from China now represent the largest group of international students at Juilliard. Uh, and they're also currently over 400 alumni from greater China worldwide. In 2008, the Juilliard Orchestra was very honored to tour the People's Republic of China with performances at the National Center for the Performing Arts in Beijing, the Shanghai Grand Theater, and the Shuzhou Performing Arts Center. And it was uh, overseen by an extraordinary Chinese uh, conductor, Zhang Jin. We've also had close relationships with the Central Conservatory of Music and the Shanghai Conservatory of Music. About two and a half years ago, we began exploring establishing a permanent presence uh, outside of New York City in China. And on November 8th, just a few weeks ago, we signed a joint venture agreement with the Tianjin Conservatory of Music to establish the Tianjin Juilliard School. We're now applying to the uh, Ministry of Education for authorization to do this program, but the Tianjin Juilliard School will offer a variety of music education programs in China, 
including a graduate degree program to a pre-college program. And it would also welcome the general public. The Tianjin Juilliard School will also do a series of at least 150 public performances a year by our two talented students, our faculty and alumni. And we'll also create what we're calling Juilliard Imagination, a large exhibition hall with interactive exhibits where people can come from all over Asia to experience virtual musical presentations, including conducting a symphony orchestra or playing in a string quartet. So we're extremely excited about the prospects for Tianjin Juilliard School and about the opportunities for exchange of our respective faculties and student bodies in New York and China in the time ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's very important for you to thank the Minister of Education because our Minister of Education is here. <laughs> thank you. I know that, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Councillor Sun has pointed a serious mistake that I have made. He said that I need to pay attention to people sitting this row. Now, may I give floor to Shirley Young, the uh, President of uh, Committee of 100. I'm Shirley Young, representing the Committee 100's Culture Institute, the U.S.-China Culture Institute. And we have, over the past uh, 10-plus years, been serving really as a bridge between the important institutions in the cultural area with the Chinese artists and cultural institutions. I'm very happy that we are today seeing these illustrious people because one of the challenges, I think, that is now important for China's culture is to reach out to the broadest American audiences beyond the Chinese-American audiences, which very often have been the audiences for the recent cultural performances. So it is only through partnership with these illustrious organizations that we can actually accomplish that. The second thing is that they can also bring media with it, which then extends the value of performances beyond the performances per se to a much broader audience of American uh, audiences who are influential in the various cities in which we are operating. Um, we have examples of that in partnership. We have served as a bridge organization with Mr. Campbell's Metropolitan Museum to bring the Shanghai Quinchu Group to perform in the museum's Suzhou Garden, which just happened last December. Uh, we have also worked with the <clears throat> New York Philharmonic, which now has an annual Chinese New Year concert at Lincoln Center featuring Chinese music and attracting their audience of influential cultural uh, cultural audiences. And in 2014, the New York Historical Society is having a big uh, exhibition called Chinese Americans, which Madame Liu, you quoted George Washington's first interaction with China in your speech or in your paper, uh, your, your editorial in the USA Today. And that, that material is at the New York Historical Society and will be part of this exhibition in October, starting October 2014, and will travel uh, the rest of the United States. Also in the area of education, I think it's very important. We have been making a bridge to, for example, the National Dance Institute, which has a program in Shanghai, in Minghang, in collaboration with the Children's Palace to bring the pedagogy, which uses dance for social development of children, not academic, but social development, self-confidence, uh, imagination, teamwork, those values. We have now, uh, we started in 2011, and we had a three-year pilot. Uh, it has now reached, uh, we are now reaching, we have trained 640 children with 36 Chinese teachers. And uh, two weeks ago, I met with the party secretary of Minghang, which is the county in which this pilot is taking place, which has 20% migrant worker children in the school system, and they have decided to go from the 18 schools we are in to over 120 schools in the next years uh, so that every school in the curriculum will have this dance program. We are also doing a research project with the Shanghai Academy of Science to evaluate the results of this work so that it perhaps can serve as a model for other places. So, And it involves also children from the United States going to China as well as children from the from China coming to the United States, and we're using modern video conferencing techniques to extend it so that we don't have to travel that much. So that's an important program that we're, and they just came uh, to China on October 3rd for the 60th anniversary of the Children's Palace, in which we sent five children from America to participate in their celebration. 
And I know <clears throat> yesterday you were uh, in Washington, D.C. on the academic exchanges, and I'm a trustee and advisor to the Wellesley Peak University Women Leadership Education uh, Initiative, and so we look forward to that being another long-term uh, important uh, partnership between China and the United States. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Yang. Children's exchanges are very important because this is future-oriented. Now I would like to invite Mr. Uh, from the Indianapolis Children's Museum. The Children's Museum of Indianapolis is the world's largest children's museum, about 500,000 square feet on 29 acres, 120,000 objects from all over the world, including China. And we are 90 years young this year and have had a 14-year relationship uh, with China. We receive about 1.3 million visitors a year, of which 40% come from outside the state of Indiana. So we are a tourism destination for, uh, for the Midwest. In May of 2014, we will debut Take Me There, China, one of the largest exhibits on contemporary China for families. It will cover language and culture, marketplace, the visual and performing arts, the environment, and a cultural immersion experience. And our museum has invested um, a little over $8 million in this exhibit. It will be temporary exhibit for three years through 2018. We've had a wonderful relationship with a host of Chinese uh, cultural resources, including, obviously, the Ministry of Culture, the Shanxi Provisional Government, the Shaolin Temple in Luoyang, and specific families that we've partnered with in Chengdu, Hangzhou, Quanzhou, and, and Beijing, as well as the Chengdu Giant Panda Breeding Center and the Hanban Institute, which is providing wonderful materials for our teachers. So we look forward to greeting about 4 million visitors to the middle of the United States to come and see Take Me There, uh, China, beginning in 2014. At the same time, we will debut the General's Painted Army, the first time that your wonderful terracotta warriors have been in a children's museum in the United States, and that will be for six months beginning this May. And the focus of that exhibition will be on how the warriors were painted, some of the wonderful new scientific research about how these warriors were painted when they uh, were first discovered. Again, a six-month exhibition and a, and a first time in a family setting. So we look forward to greeting many visitors from throughout the United States for these two wonderful exhibitions. And want to thank uh, everyone in the embassy in, in D.C., as well as our partner consulate in Chicago, who have been wonderfully supportive of the museum. So thank you very much. I, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to uh, be here this morning. Uh, uh, with uh, Madame Liu and uh, this uh, very distinguished uh, group. My name is Bob Niederlander, Jr. I am a third-generation member of the uh, uh, Niederlander Entertainment family, which uh, operates theaters here in New York City on Broadway, elsewhere around the United States, and uh, more recently, international markets around the world. And, uh, of course, uh, China is very near and dear to us, and... Uh, a market that uh, we are uh, uh, looking forward to our continued uh, uh, interaction. Our involvement began with ping pong diplomacy in, in a very small way when my father was a regent at the University of Michigan, uh, which uh, was uh, one of the first stops of the ping pong uh, uh, team in, uh, uh, from China. Uh, he led a, a delegation of academics so soon thereafter from Michigan in the early 1970s, and 13 years ago, I had the privilege of uh, continuing that uh, exchange in the, the cultural sphere. Over, uh, over that period of time, we've uh, really been thrilled to have formed the first foreign joint venture in the uh, live performance industry in, in 2005. We have uh, brought five Broadway and off-Broadway shows to China, touring uh, through 17 cities in China, including many of which had not seen a Broadway show before. We've also had the privilege of bringing the first Chinese show to Broadway, Soul of Shaolin, which performed at the uh, Marquee Theater in uh, 2009. As a family business, our ability to be a bridge between the Broadway community and the Chinese cultural industry is something that uh, uh, we will uh, continue to nurture. 
on your initiative. In 2009, we created a, a cultural exchange program between cultural uh, professionals in China and the Broadway community, and I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to say we'll be entering the fourth iteration of that program next April. As we enter our uh, second century, and there are other fine institutions who are uh, also uh, been uh, active for many years here in uh, New York and elsewhere. Uh, we're looking forward to continuing to engage with our friends and counterparts in China to uh, exchange and nurture the distinctive culture of Broadway uh, with that uh, that exists in China and that is, uh, continues to emerge. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I think this is the end of our discussion, but I think s- s- there's still many people who want to speak. Please vote yourself who are going to speak. Jerry Anzarello. I'm the CEO of IMG Artist. Welcome, Madam Liu. Uh, thank you very much, um, Mr. Vice Minister. And I'd like to publicly start by complimenting my colleague, uh, Jean Yu for his cooperation at CAEG. We are very excited later on this morning to sign our uh, joint venture to uh, Ficino American Global Entertainment Group. Um, I had the privilege of visiting China on my first visit in 1981. It had a very profound uh, impact on my vision for global entertainment. We currently now are responsible for 25,000 musical events and concerts a year in over 100 countries. Uh, We've had the privilege of touring the Shaolin Warriors and the Peking Acrobats globally. But one of the things that uh, I just wanted to thank everyone here today for is that we heard from our esteemed colleagues about the power of art and language and education, but we also believe that music is the universal language. And on several visits to China over the last few years, uh, in seeing the enormity that 75 million Chinese students are learning the piano and 25 million Chinese students are learning the violin, we believe deeply in that premise that the tiny seed carries the promise of the mighty tree. And we think there is going to be an explosion of, of global Chinese talent And we have been so inspired and enlivened by the quality of the talent that we're seeing in young people in China. Um, We've invested very deeply. Uh, There are two Chinese uh, talents, uh, one born in China, Shen Yang, who's singing on the world's great stages now as one of the great baritones in the world. Extremely proud of him. Um, Chinese-American talent, Conrad Tao on a piano, uh, playing world stages, including the great one from my esteemed colleague, Clive Gillison, always a, a privilege to be at Carnegie Hall. So I wanted to also um, say thank you, Madam Lou, and welcome back to New York. And uh, it's just a great privilege to uh, look forward to our relationship with CAEG and our uh, joint venture later on this morning. Thank you. Vice Premier Liu Yandong made a very good proposal and instructions on me. I'm very sorry that we do not have enough time for everyone to speak. And next time, we will apply for more time for all of you to speak. The others who do not speak just now, please introduce yourself. James Gondry, uh, president of Manhattan School of Music. David Frere, president and CEO of Arts Midwest. Dodge Thompson, Chief of Exhibitions and Executive Curator at the National Gallery of Art in Washington. Sojin Kim, I'm a curator at the Center for Folk Life and Cultural Heritage at the Smithsonian Institution. President of the Thomas Jefferson Foundation and grateful for sending an exhibition to China on Thomas Jefferson. Uh, yeah. I'm Kathy Barbash. I am a former orchestra manager of the Philadelphia Orchestra and have been, since my first trip uh, to China with the orchestra in 93, have devoted myself to consulting with many of the uh, performing arts presenters here at the table today, the um, Philadelphia Orchestra, etc., and uh, continue to work on special projects and teach the next generation of Chinese um, arts administrators. 
Peter Cobb, New York Foundation for the Arts. Welcome. Hugh Heisel, NYU Skirball. And as part of our 10th year anniversary celebration, we're presenting Vision and Voices China, where we present a number of contemporary performing arts groups. John Evans, I'm with IMG Artists, and I'm president of the Sino-American Global Entertainment. Jan Barris with the National Committee on U.S.-China Relations. Hi, I'm Kathy Mealy, and I'm here with National Dance Institute. Thank you very much. I'm really sorry that we do not have enough time for all of you. Today, Vice Premier Liu Yandong has listened to your opinions very attentively, and this is a very precious opportunity because the Chinese national leader can talk to the heads of the cultural institutes of the United States. Now I would like to invite Vice Premier Liu Yandong to speak to all of you. Distinguished guests, dear friends, good morning. I'm very glad to have this opportunity to meet you here. All of you present are old and new friends of mine. Madam Shiran said that I visited the United States 1984, and I visited the Asia Society on that visit. And later on, I visited the U.S. many times and visited many of your museums and cultural companies. So I really feel very nice to listen to your opinions. Bernard Shaw once said, if each of us has one apple, and we still have one apple if we exchange that, but if each of us has an idea, we will have two ideas if we have an exchange. So just now I have listened to your opinions very attentively and felt very keenly your passion to culture exchanges, especially those between China and the United States. I know that you have made a lot of contribution to our cultural exchange. What we are having is a trans-Pacific cultural dialogue between the Chinese government and our friends from the cultural circle of the United States. Our aim is to get your opinions on cultural exchanges between China and the United States. You have shown your insights in this area, and I would like to extend appreciation to your contribution to cultural exchanges and your hard efforts have made. And this year has been extraordinary to both China and the United States. In less than one month's time, we will celebrate the 35th anniversary of China-U.S. diplomatic ties. And this year also happens to be the 35th anniversary of China's reform and opening up. It's fair to say that we are making these two endeavors at the same time, and they are mutually reinforcing with each other. We have made a lot of achievements in reform and opening up, and historic progress has also been made in our diplomatic relations. And in this process, cultural exchanges between our two countries have played an irreplaceable role. Yesterday evening, Vice Culture Minister Ding Wei has briefed me about the cooperation between mainstream cultural institutes between us. The diverse forms of cooperation covers a wide range of areas with many highlights. I can give you some statistics. Since 1970s, over the past 40 years, our cultural exchanges have developed from, have started from scratch. In the 1980s, we all know that the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra visited China which was very warmly received. In the early 1980s, we only had several such visits. But last year, we had over 1,000 such exchanges and over 500 art troops from the United States visited China. They were warmly received in China and their performances have um, impacted millions of people. For example, in the field of film, last year, 150 million Chinese people watched American film, and now this figure has even risen to over 240 million. And hundreds of American TV shows and operas have also 
been watched by Chinese audiences. This has fully shown the dynamic cultural exchanges between China and the United States. I would like to congratulate you on such achievements. I know that in this process, you and the institutes you represent have made tremendous contribution. Mr. Ollins met with me at the doorway, and I know that the National Committee on U.S.-China relations have contributed to our relations since the 1970s, and such has been the case with all of you. As you said. Cultural exchanges play an increasing role in state-to-state -state relations, and China-U.S. relationship is at a new historic starting point. In June and September, Chinese President Xi Jinping and President Obama held two meetings, two successful meetings at the Annenberg Estate and in Saint Petersburg, respectively. They reached important agreement on working together to build the new model of major country relationship. And President Xi Jinping has summarized this new model of relations into three phrases: first, non-conflict, non-confrontation; second, mutual respect; and third, win-win cooperation. And the two presidents have attached great importance to people-to-people -people exchange. Yesterday, I co-chaired with Secretary. Carry the fourth meeting of the consultation on people-to-people -people exchange. Both President Xi and President Obama have sent their messages of congratulations. They have pointed out that people-to-people -people exchange has become a pillar in our relations. And what you have done is very significant to increase understanding and friendship between the two peoples and cement state-to-state -state relations. What you have done is really irreplaceable in this process. In the future, we still need to do more in the cultural exchanges and exchanges at other fields between China and the United States. We need to bring it to higher level and make it cover more areas. After listening to what you have said, I have full confidence in the importance and in the contribution that cultural exchanges will make in. Helping us build this new model of major country relationship. Recently, we held the third plenum of the 18th Central Committee of the Communist Party of China, on which the decision on deepening reform comprehensively was adopted, and this has served as a very important opportunity for us to deepen cultural exchange. In the next five to ten years. We will face unprecedented opportunities in cultural development. In particular, we have decided on the roadmap of cultural development in the future. We were going to promote basic cultural services, make it oriented to the whole people. The country, the state, should give more input in this regard. In addition, we should improve the cultural management system. And the mechanism of cultural operation. At the same time, we should improve the market system of cultural industries so that it can serve the people and increase the well-being of the people. Therefore, in the next few years, we will accelerate the opening up of the cultural sector. We have 3,800 museums and over 3,000 public libraries. In the next five years, we will build over 6,000 public libraries and museums. In addition, 100 museums will be added to the total number every year. Now, in all museums, libraries, and、uh, galleries, we have、uh, started to provide free services to the public, which means that they are open for free to the public. So that in future our citizens, each of them, will enjoy the fruits of our cultural development. We believe that this will good for improving people's well-being, and at the same time, we will also speed up the、uh, development of cultural industry. It will be taken as a pillar industry and a emerging industry in our economic development. We will also focus on the. 
find traditional culture and also draw on the strengths of fine foreign cultures. And we will better strengthen our presence in the international cultural market. I believe that under such background, China-U.S. cultural cooperation faces big opportunities for development. All of you represent leading personages in the culture sector in the United States. So I hope that in my next visit to the U.S., I could pay more visits to American cultural institutes. I believe that respect to and love for various cultures and the uh, carrying on of traditional culture is very important. The United States has a history about more than 200 years, but you have developed strong influence in the area of culture. So I believe this will be translated into good opportunities for cooperation in the future. I hope all of you will build on previous achievements and continue your efforts to contribute to China-U.S. cultural exchanges and cooperation. I believe you are people from cultural institutions with global influence. You are all heads of the cultural institutes with global influence and have participated and promoted our cultural exchanges. And I have been greatly inspired by your opinions. I would like to make three points. First, we need to respect each other and treat each other with equality. Although China and the United States differ in cultural traditions, history, social system, and other fields, these differences should not become obstacles in our cultural exchanges. Arts knows no borders. It's the commonwealth of all humanity. Because of this commonwealth, we can break the barriers between different people and increase friendship among them. I hope we can do a better job in this area. Second, we need to learn from each other and draw upon each other's strengths. There is a Chinese proverb which says that there are always other hills whose stones are good for making jade. China has a time-honored history and brilliant civilization that have lasted for over 5,000 years, while American culture has developed, although just in a few hundred years, a strong influence that has affected the way of living of people across the world. In our cooperation, China can learn from the U.S. its ideas, production skills, the uh, cultural value of openness and inclusiveness, and many managerial expertise, while the United States can draw strength from China's huge resources and uh, broad market. Therefore, in this aspect, we find China offers a big market, but now we still have a cultural deficit here. That is to say, the Chinese people know much better about the U.S. than the U.S. public know about China. We can think about how we can improve this situation. About 1.5 million Chinese students have come to the United States for studying. So I hope that we will have more and more cultural exchange and cooperation programs to set the bridge of mutual understanding and mutual appreciation between Chinese and American peoples. Third, we should stand high and look far and seek long-term development. Culture is like water. It nourishes things in a subtle way. Cultural cooperation is different from economic cooperation, and outcomes sometimes are not so obvious. We often say that education is about tomorrow and science and technology about the day after tomorrow, while culture is about the whole future. I believe that we need to strengthen across the Pacific cooperation in various aspects of culture so that our cooperation can take deeper roots in the hearts of Chinese and American people. Number four, our cooperation should be participated by all and shared by all. Cultural exchange, in the end, is about people-to-people -people exchange and heart-to-heart -heart communication. It calls for more than government efforts. We need participation by the public. 
and only by this we can ensure the ideal of diversity and、uh, promoting world harmony can take deep roots in both countries. We need both government and non-governmental efforts, expand channels of cooperation, so that our cultural exchange can go from strength to strength, and lay a solid foundation for the new building of the new model of major country relationship between China and the United States. I'm very glad to see you because today is my birthday. Yesterday, because of a time difference, I have my birthday according to the Chinese time, and today, according to American time, is still my birthday. So from now on, we are friends. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Vice Premier Liu, for your wonderful speech. On behalf of China's Minister, Ministry of Culture and China's Cultural Institutes, we will follow your four points. Make both China's cultural course and China-U.S. cultural exchanges a success. I thank you very much to come to this symposium at your birthday and deliver such important opinions. And I have. And I believe we have all remembered this important opinion. That is, the economy is about today, science and technology about tomorrow, education about the day after tomorrow, and culture about the whole future. I know that next time you come to the United States, you will surely pay more visits to cultural institutes of the United States. So, how about we once again give a big hand to her and best wishes to her birthday. You have given her a big hand, and this is your best wishes. And now we still have one important item on our agenda: to show our enthusiasm for China-U.S. cultural exchanges. We would like to invite Vice Premier Liu to witness the signing of some cultural agreements. I know that there are still more such cultural. Agreements and what we are going to sign today are the fine examples of our cultural exchanges. Now, I would like to invite representatives from the Ministry of Culture of China and the Smithsonian Institutions of the U.S. to sign the agreement for holding the 2014 Smithsonian Folklife Festival China Theme Program. Vice Premier Liu, please witness the signing. Second, I would like to invite representatives from National Library of China and the Thomas Jefferson Foundation of the United States to sign the agreement for holding an exhibition featuring Thomas Jefferson. The head of the National Library of China used to be the Vice Minister of Culture, and he has come to the United States. To sign this agreement. This will be a very important exhibition featuring Thomas Jefferson, and there will be many good exhibits from the Jefferson Foundation. I wish this exhibition a full success. Now I would like to invite representatives from China Arts and Entertainment Group and the IMG Artists of the United States to sign the agreement for establishing a joint venture, Sino-American Global Entertainment Incorporated. The signing of this agreement stands for the. Cooperation between Chinese and American cultural companies to promote cultural exchanges between us.
关系，你千万下来补，时间转移。Uh, now, representatives from China Cultural Property Promotion Association and the National Gallery of Art of the United States signed the agreement for organizing a major exhibition of Chinese antiquities. The National Gallery of Art of the United States once actually held twice. Two major exhibitions of Chinese antiquities in 1974 and 1999, which were very warmly received by Americans. We hope that this exhibition will be even more popular among the American people. Now, representatives from China Cultural Property Promotion Association and the Children's Museum of Indianapolis of the United States signed the agreement for holding an exhibition of Qing Dynasty's Terracotta Army, which is the first program of Take Me There China series. Uh, so much about this symposium and the signing ceremony. Please clap your hand again to thank her, to thank Vice Premier Liu to attend this symposium.